Apple presents events at the Apple Store. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, editor of Billboard magazine, Joe Levy. Uh, Thanks, I'm Joe Levy, uh, editor-at-large at at Billboard. Uh, Thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, Soon we will be joined by uh, Axwell and Grosso, who do not like to take the stage uh, without something to really smash it. Uh, And that's not me tonight. That's actually a short film that we're going to see, directed by Christian Larson. Uh, who directed the Leave the World Behind documentary. So I'm going to get out of the way. We're going to watch that, and then we're all going to come back and talk for a while. stage, Axwell and Ingrosso. That's pretty much the dance. That's, what's that? That was pretty much the dance. That was the dance right there. You, you, you choreographed that entire, yes, wanted whatever just, that was. Yes, yes, well, exactly. Uh, well, what, what it was was the videos for uh, On My Way and, and Can't Hold Us Down, uh, two new songs. Uh, yeah. And of course, uh, the, the uh, journey continues with more new music coming. But, but let's talk a little bit about your new music since the end of Swedish House Mafia. Uh, even the titles alone, uh, of, of the On My Way, Can't Hold Us Down, Sun Is Shining, uh, some of the music you've played out live, Dream Bigger. Uh, the titles alone seem to tell a story. What, what, what story are you telling? Well, Axwell, what story uh, are we telling? <laughs> no, but that's the thing, like, with what we do is uh, when, you, when you put it like that, it seems like it's all mapped out and planned out. But it's, uh, it's actually a lot of coincidences uh, that seems to make sense looking back. Yeah. So, for example, something new... Uh, which makes a lot of sense if you listen to the name and the lyrics and that, you know, it makes a lot of sense as to what we are doing and on my way and everything like that. They just, they just came naturally out of nothing, I think. And, and, and then now looking back, obviously, it seems like it was an evil plan, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, well, it's, I, uh, that's, that's the beauty of it. I, I wouldn't have exactly called it evil, but it, it does seem like it's the start of a, a new chapter. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yes. Uh, and, and speaking of which, you're just back from, from Miami, from Ultra. Uh, yes, yeah, some of you might 
you might have seen us on the live stream there. And you took, uh, you took, you've been to Ultra before, obviously, Swedish House Mafia uh, killed it there uh, at the, at the, the end of, of your time together. But you took a year off, you came back this year to Ultra, and talk to me a little about the preparation, well talk to me about what you were feeling playing Ultra and also about the preparation to play that show. Well, there was a lot of music making for a year, and uh, preparations was, what, a couple of weeks in a small little room in LA with all the lights and, you know, visual content and, you know, what we wanted to do in the show and how we wanted to look and stuff. But, uh, yeah, maybe you want to fill in some... Yeah, some I mean, more. like I'm just trying to think because last, when we closed Ultra two years ago, it was semi-happiness, semi-depressing, you know, because it was an era coming to an end. But it was also a massive, sick-ass show. So it was like, you know, it was really, really bittersweet. And, and then obviously... But does, that, does that create pressure to bring another yeah. massive, sick-ass show this year? Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's, the, that's what we are born with, that pressure. Um, but then we took one year off, like, listen, we, need, we don't need to go there again and, you know, feel like shit about having closed down Swedish House Mafia. So, so we, like, we took a year off of that and, you know, and, and made a lot of music, something that we didn't really do with Swedish House Mafia because we were winging it a lot more then. And, and so we just went and did a lot of new music and, and played other shows around the world where we were road testing some of the new music. And then we said, listen, let's go now and do Miami properly. And, um, and obviously, you know, like we do with everything, we, we, we have an idea of what we want to bring musically, tell a story as much as you can tell a story for one hour, you know. And, and this year we played uh, most new music from us, like we've done, you know, uh, we've never played so much new music before. And so that, and then also, you know, like Sebastian said, we, we put a lot of time and effort into with our visual team to create a, a story visually as well, you know, that, that makes people feel something at the same time as they, as they hear the music. So, so yes. Let's yeah. talk about the creation of that new music. As you were just saying, you've had a, a chance to work on more new music together than, than you have in the past, Yeah. Uh, over the last year. How's that creative process work? Are you sitting together in the, wow. the studio or the hotel room as it may be working? It's a bit like that fight scene in yeah. that uh, yeah. uh, video. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, how is that? How is that process? It's different from every time. Yeah, it's different because we are, as you know, we've been in Sweden, we've been in LA, we've been all over the world, tried to make music. We had ocean views, we hadn't been in like small hotel rooms. So it's different, you know, and we, like you said before, we road tested some of the music in clubs and, you know, big festivals all over the world. So you kind of get different, you know, reactions all over the place. So we had to try to form, form the songs so it fits everywhere-ish. Uh, and, but the creative process has been mostly, we started the foundation in LA. We were there for a couple of months and, you know, started to work with uh, mostly of our favorite, uh, you know, songwriters from Sweden. Two guys called Vincent and Salem. Uh, we worked with them previously before with Save the World and, and, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, it's been fun. 
But, you know, with me, I, I don't know if it's the same with you, but I don't remember the creative process sometimes. Oh, but that's the thing. You're in some that's kind of state of mind that, exactly. you know, you're in some meditation, so I don't sure, remember. Sure, meditation. Anything. No, but that's exactly true. I read a book about that, actually, mixing with your mind. And that's actually true. They've done measurements of people in the creative process. Yeah. And when they reach the best creativity during the songwriting uh, period, you can see on the brain that something similar to meditation happens in the brain. And that might be why you don't remember. Yeah, I mean, the, the hours goes like this, the minutes goes like this. You don't know what day it is even. You're like, okay, wait, what's going on? We, we, you know, we've talked before about the, the two of you working together, and I know sometimes you're working side by side together to build a track, and then sometimes you like to, to take it away and work on it individually. Exactly. What's the advantage of being able to, well, to work individually? Thing, that's the positive thing about working together, because sometimes when you work alone on a song, you get bored of it. And after a few weeks of just changing the hi-hat sound, you have no idea what you're doing anymore. And then you wish you had the reset button so you've never heard this song before. And you would have fresh ears of like saying exactly what needed to be done. And we've utilized that working together basically, yeah. like Sebastian would take one track, disappear with that for a few weeks. And, uh, and I, I would try to forget it as much as I can. And I would then hear it and say, oh, cool, sounds good, change this, change that. Yeah. So we try to utilize the fact that we are two, you know, that's, that's an advantage point for sure. Yeah. Uh, I've heard some of the new music starting in, in June, uh, we met before you played Governor's Ball. Yeah. And I know that, that some of the tracks I've heard um, have now been released and some uh, I heard just today and they've changed considerably. So you're constantly tweaking things. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we need deadlines. Otherwise they will never come out. <laughs> Will tweak till <laughs> it's almost done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, done. you also have the advantage of—I uh, mean, it's unusual—but you road test. The, I mean, there's material you played at Governor's Ball that no one had, had heard before. Is brand new tracks that you were playing for the audience for the first time. Yeah. And and how much does audience reaction help you refine where right. you want to take a track? See, that's the thing, because we really. By playing the, the new material in New York for the first time, we put ourselves in a situation where it was positive for us. Because we know that the New York crowd reacts positive to most things we do. So, 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 so we try to not like destroy ourselves. Not actually our reputation, <laughs> but okay. No, but like for us, it's always been like that, you know. So we try to, because it's sensitive when you just made new music. And New York has always been special for, yeah, for Swedish Yeah, so you like you don't want to go to you don't want to go to a place where they basically hate you and play new songs and like, hey, what do you think? So like, <laughs> so like by playing in New York for the first time, we we were like, okay, cool. We might need to change a little bit here and there, but they seem to like it for the most. So it was good, like, it was good for us. That's why we chose New York for the first place there. Uh, and I know that uh, also we've talked about uh, there, there are clubs, uh, there are tracks you play in the club that turn up on YouTube, someone's filming it from the club, and then when it's eventually released, you know, they're the, they're the people who've come to love it from the version they heard online, and, and yeah. you've tweeted yeah, I since mean, then. Demoitis. Demoitis. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, less, it yeah. always sounds great on YouTube, people are screaming-ish and you see some pyrotechnics and stuff and then you hear it on Spotify or whatever or iTunes, you're like wait, there's something missing here I liked the demo first that I heard, of course there were like 20,000 people screaming and having fun at the same time as a little bit of reverb and fatness in the bass, I guess um, Who are some of the people that you've been 
working with on this record, or rather on the new tracks? Vincent Pontare and Salem Al-Fakir is two key guys that we've been working with, you know, uh, writing a lot of songs and they sing. Um, Vincent sings on the Something New record and they sing together in unison in On My Way. Um, and we also worked with uh, Pusha T, a rapper that we really like. Yes. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, and we work together also. I work sure. with that. Well, that's the main. That's the main collaboration actually, and 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 actually, Vincent and Salem, like Salem Al Fakir, we worked back in 2004, and it's true, like a long time ago. And Vincent was actually a part of Save the World, so it's all family members that you know we kind of like to keep around. And um, but then you know, obviously, we are saving something for the actually album release. You know, you might see some yeah. collaborations that that you might find interesting on the album when it's done. You might. It's almost done when it's uh, done. There's, there's every chance that people will find, find what's to come interesting. Uh, what's, what's been inspiring you during this process? A lot of things. Um, you know, what is a lot of inspiring is like there's tracks from people. There, there might be like an idea in one track that, that one artist that, that we never heard about you know, before. That's just like, wow, that's so interesting, like that little track idea there. Um, then, uh, obviously, we've always been huge fans of Daft Punk, what they have always done, you know, they, they play a big part of, of our history. Yes, thank you, Daft Punk. And I mean, Coldplay has always been a big influence to us. Um, uh, but, and also for technique, you know, there's nobody with a technique that Skrillex has, you know. His technique That's true. is very, very uh, one of a kind. So he's very inspiring. His, his playfulness is But also familiar. people that we grew up to, like, you know, Simon Garfunkel. We didn't really grow up. It was a little bit too early. But we listened to all of, you know, their songs and, you know, everything from Simon and Garfunkel to, you know, bands, it's, you know, from the 80s. Sure. And Simon and Garfunkel to Skrillex is a pretty big range. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the album uh, probably might not sound like one body of work. You know, <laughs> yeah. it might sound quite sort of diverse, I guess. Well, we've been, we were talking a little uh, earlier today about the difference between what you call songs and tools. Yeah. Can you explain, uh, explain to us what that means? Yeah, because in our world, the dance music scene, obviously, it's, it's kind of hard to do both. Like, there's... There's, you know, the, the, uh, the track that is very, very much a functional track that's for the dance floor, very simple. Everybody knows exactly what's happening after the break. Everybody knows what's going to happen. The kick the goes, track boom, you don't and remember. then it goes. You know, so it's like it's a very functional track. And sometimes it's very tempting to just make those type of tracks to get the, the crowd jumping. But it might not be the tracks that people go back and listen to after 10 years. But it's also very hard to do tracks that you know, goes well on the dance floor that is filled with guitar and ambient sounds and lots of vocals and like super nice melodies, just that does not get the dance floor going. So our, our battle constantly is to combine the two. And that's quite challenging. And uh, that's why it takes us so long to make a song. Well, I have to say, when, when you played me some music in June, that's what really uh, blew my mind, was the, the attention you had paid to building those levels so that you could hear your love of guitar music and your love of those tools of the dance floor 
right alongside each other at the same time. Yeah, we try, we try. We try. We're also going to make some of those tools just for the fuck of it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have heard some of those tools, and uh, we a, love the there, tools. There's a chance you might deploy them at Terminal Five yeah, uh, yeah, this yeah. weekend. Yeah. And uh, and 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 uh, people, if if they break out those tools, it will work. <laughs> let's let's go back to to Miami for a second because uh, you you'd been away for sure. You'd been away for a year. Um, how 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 nervous were you playing this gig? I mean, we prepared a lot uh, before, so we was not we was not so nervous about that. We were more nervous about the lights and you know the interaction with the crowd. So it's getting the the technical yeah, partly getting the technical aspect right. Yeah, and the crowd obviously that they would like our set, uh, but we prepared a lot before, so we were pretty like felt we felt good before. Because I, I, I think people don't, I mean, they understand, actually, if they've seen the, the documentary, the Leave the World Behind documentary, how much stagecraft goes into to what you do. There's very little, I mean, there's spontaneity, but there's, there's no accident when it comes to that visual show, which is quite spectacular. No, we've kind of, like, became freaks with that, you know, after, like, when we first saw a show, where the music was synchronized with the visual at the right time, at the right moment. When, when you see that once, you never want to see it not synchronized. You know, when, you, when, you, when there's a kick drum and there's a light at the same time, it just adds so much more. So, you know, we worked really, really hard with our visual team to just know what every song is going to look like. You know, no, no matter how we play them, it's important for them to know, oh, that, it's that song coming up and they want it to look like that. So that's like the short story, you know, of, of how, how we make it look with them. And uh, yeah, we really feel like, you know, it, 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 it adds to the whole thing. You know, we feel good when we, something, when we feel something nice looking behind us. And when we look at the crowd and we see that they actually see something that they like. Uh, one difference uh, between your time making music in the past uh, with Swedish House Mafia and your time making music now together um, and I've just seen you nerd out on this, is the uh, introduction of the uh, retina display. Yes, the retina display. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, obviously we've uh, always made music on, on the Macs with the Logic program. Uh, and, uh, we, you know, we're huge fans of that and it's yeah. helped us to do what we want. Tell me um, a little bit about what's next. Well, Terminal 5 tonight. Yeah. Then, uh, because and but why are we doing that gig? Is why you know, I I had to think about that a little bit as well because, you know, like I probably probably said like many of you guys said, who does a show uh, that close to Miami? On not a Monday. In Miami, you know, like. <laughs> but then, but then it kind of made sense, you know, to just go like if if anywhere you can announce a show with very few days to the date. You know, like on the Monday, like talk about odds not being, you know, yeah. in your favor. Exactly. But like, if you can do that anyway. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Because we just felt like, you know, it's been obviously Ultra is such a big machine of like festival and so many acts and people playing so many songs after and before each other and here and there. And that you know, it's important to get back to our roots a little bit sometimes and just like connect with the, exactly. the people that, 
Because there's one, there's, there's, there's one thing playing at a festival where a lot of people are coming for a lot of different artists, but there's a whole other thing playing to people that just come to see you. You know, then you can really indulge in yourself together with these people. You know, it's, yeah. So that's, so, um, so thank you for allowing us to make that happen. Yeah, thank you. And after Terminal 5, talk to me a little bit about what's going to happen. Well, we're going back to LA, more preparations. We're doing Coachella this year, so we're excited and just finishing, finishing up some more music. Yeah, yeah, we really want to finish the album that we took, you know, 15 years to even start, <laughs> you know, so. True. So um, that's, that. it's like Seb said, Coachella and then album and then hopefully music shall be out there. And as the journey continues, we can expect more music and perhaps more chapters in uh, yeah. the exciting yeah. story. I mean, if you want more chapters of the, if you like those characters that, that fight with each other, if you like those characters, we can do more of that. I like them. Yeah, we can do more. We can do that. We, we will see. I mean, something's going to happen, though. Something's going to happen. We're gonna, that journey needs to continue somehow. Okay. Well, the uh, journey, journey we're going to go on right now involves taking some uh, questions from the audience. How you guys doing? Welcome back to New York. Um, we talked in the documentary, Axwell, you said kind of you want to put 100% into what you're doing as a group. So as a duo with you guys, do you plan on sticking through it together through the road? And would you ever go back to being solo artist? You know, yes. The, the thing that lacked before in our other projects was the sort of 100% thing. And that's now, you know, what we are doing. So like you said, it really feels like we're in it now for yeah. 100%. And, and uh, you know, our solo project has definitely taken the back seat, you know. Because at the same time, we are molding our both names, so we're not really giving up on them either. We're just like pushing it all together in one big, nice group. Uh, I think maybe so, hopefully that answers your question. Hi guys, um, so you've talked a little bit about who you've worked with on the new album. Um, in terms of crew that you've worked with in the past, are you still working with Pyro Pete and John on the Lasers? <laughs> you like Pyro Pete, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Pyro Pete is there. Pyro Pete is there, Sam on Vicious is there. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's very much the same crew, as much as we can, it's yeah. the same crew. Hi guys, I had a question. Like, what is the process to make a song with a rapper such as Peshati, for example, to mix electro and rap music? So, what is the process of? To make a music with a rapper such as Peshati. Ah, okay. Well, with that, with those songs, it was like we we made the instrumental, and you know, we had a section where we thought this is where we need a rap, and, um, and then we were debating on who to have. And we thought that, you know, he was the, if you needed somebody to make a track swag <laughs> enough, it had to be Pusha T. And then I sent Sebastian to Las Vegas. I love Vegas, by the way. To <laughs> yeah. Se Seb Sebastian, because he's the, he's the most sort of talkative person of us. So, so you, you, you had to go and meet Pusha in Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah, I met Pusha and he was one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And I played him the song and I told him what we wanted to do and, and you know, about 
dance music and we had a little talk and he said, perfect, I love it, I want to do it. And he went back to, I think LA, he recorded in LA and uh, we got the vocals back and we were super happy. Sometimes you record in the same room, but everybody has so much, you know, busy schedule, so he, he did it by himself. Hi, I'm Andres Good. How to do a collaboration with you one day? What's your, <laughs> what's your like top top recommendation for upcoming producers? Like, so what's your top best uh, advice for upcoming producers? I think that you know, like an honest one, please. Yeah, you should always believe in what you believe in and do what you do. You know, and just work really really hard. And these days with the internet, if the if the song is good and you know, the quality is there, you will be, you will be up there somehow. Did, you, did you, know? you just put air quotes around the internet? <laughs> I think it's real. Yeah. I'm just saying. But you know what? I think that you answered your question a little bit by yourself. You feel like you really got the music and you got everything it takes. Like, what's the, like, the, who you should go to? Like, if you got everything, like, you know it deeply in yourself that you got everything it takes to get there. Well, then you just, the then you just keep doing it, you and know? send it to us. Nobody. But I mean, th that's <laughs> the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. It's hard yeah. to reach you guys and, like, big producers. Sorry, again? It's like, it's really hard to reach you guys and, hard, like, big producers and, like, labels, like, spinning records and stuff like that. But it takes time, man. You know, it takes time. We have to say it. It does take time. It does take us a lot of time. We're still learning every there's, day. There's, there's nobody that's going to help you. No, nobody's going to say, hey, you got the skill-ish, I'm going to take you to the next level. Nobody's going to do that for you. It's just you that got to do that. So you have to, because you love music, obviously, then it won't be work. It, it'll, be, it'll be awesomeness to just sit and work even more and more. Like even to this day, we are learning stuff about ourselves that we thought we knew. You yeah. know, we... we like, for example, EQing. 200 hertz on the snare drum is really good, actually. You know, like, there's certain things that we've been, we've been working with music for a long time that we are still learning. Like, why are we doing this? I don't know. And then we, like, Google it. And then, oh, that's why we do that. Like, <laughs> so this, it's like, I'm not sure what I'm trying to say with that. But I'm saying, like, it's just there's, there's, there's never a level where we feel, well, we've done everything we could here. Like, now it's up to somebody else to take it. Like, we, we just, this, this, you're, never, you're never finished. So as long as you just love making music, yeah. it will take you somewhere someday. And people will feel it also when they hear your music, when it's real. Okay, we got a question over here. Hi, guys. Um, so it sounds like every day is kind of a learning experience. So looking back at your careers, is there one thing you wish you know now that you didn't then or something you wish you did yeah, differently? Yeah, use earplugs earlier. <laughs> Okay, that's a good Save one. your ears. And, and that's lastly, real. That's um, truth. That is true. Yeah. What was the funnest part of making that short film? You guys said you had so much fun doing it. What, what like, yeah, we stood had out the fun. most? What was the funnest part of that I short I mean, film? the fun part was actually being another character, you know, just like have someone like, you're going to dress like this and you're going to be in here and you're just going to fight now. And, you know, it was fun to be like, I don't know, in the movie. The best again, part again, again. The, 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 yeah, with the air quotes. So it's fun to be a meatball. I think that the, be, the best, no, the the best part was to let Christian do his thing and see how it went, yeah. how it came out. Like, and also, you know, we you know we came up with the idea. So also seeing the idea come to life was actually really cool. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, uh, have you ever considered or thought about having like a Swedish House Mafia reunion tour? 
Not really. I mean, we just uh, haven't even finished this album, so. Uh, <laughs> Do you think it's a potential for the possible future? We, we don't really think about that right now. I mean, both. We had one in LA, but nobody showed up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, Steve is making his album now, and, you know, we are making ours, so it's going to be great. It's going to be two albums instead of none. More music to the <laughs> yeah. people. More music. What's up, guys? Um, so, at Governors last year, great show, <laughs> but um, it seemed like everyone um, in the crowd almost, it was like a very nervous vibe. Like, every, it was almost the start of like something very new. Can you guys talk about some of the emotions you had, like, literally minutes before the show? Because it almost seemed like it was I very didn't hear which like, show. Like the Governors. The governor's, governor's like, the, the kind of feeling when you know you can't really breathe, that kind of feeling. Yeah. Know? A little bit like that. Like, he's a. We're just trying to get a little bit of air in there. Like, that's how it was a little bit. But, um, but then at the same time, you know, I don't know, like, we just, because, because it was New York, like, we felt a little bit safe. Yeah. So it was just a little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Um, just wondering if you guys have something big planned for summer. I know you've been doing uh, departures in Ibiza for the last two years. Um, are you planning on doing something in another country, going back to Ibiza, staying in America? Yeah, we're going back to Ibiza. I guess some of you also going back to Ibiza. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing Ibiza and we're doing festivals and we're doing, we're doing some stuff. Any plans to go to Croatia? Things, hopefully. Doing some stuff and things. Yeah. Stuff and things. So. Those are the best things. <laughs> we're doing, like you said uh, the other week, a million festivals this summer. Yeah, about... <laughs> Croatia, yes. I'll try Croatia. Yeah, we're doing... Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Over this way. Hi, guys. I like to say that I love you, Axwell, and you're so hot, Sebastian. My question is... <laughs> so you love one, but the other one is I hot. love both of you. <laughs> okay, you want to marry him and then... <laughs> I, I would marry both of you if I could. Um, my question is, I love festivals, and I'd just like to know which is your favorite festival that you guys have been in throughout all these years? And... I would love to take a selfie with you. <laughs> I think that, you know, there must be more than one festival. I think Ultra in Miami is very special also, you know, and Coachella is really nice. It's a really nice uh, festival and I think, uh, yeah. I never played that um, here in uh, New York, that one that got canceled. Oh, oh Stereo Song. Uh, no, no. No, um, no see. No, the other one. Electric Zoo. Electric Zoo. Yeah. yeah, but I heard that that's really good. Yeah, that's special. That's a little bit special. Every festival oh, is good. Just, let's just shout out the names of festivals and all agree they're freaking awesome. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but like, you know, festivals are great. Festivals are really, really great. But it's probably hard to beat your own show, you know, like when you yeah. have... Like all, everybody's there for the same reason, you know? Yeah. For us, at least, I think. Hi. Um, how do you guys feel about EDM's um, shift into mainstream media, not necessarily for your individual careers, but for, like, the culture as a whole? I mean, I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I'm just happy that people like music in general, you know? Imagine that day when people don't like music anymore. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's fun that people, you know, plays different music on radio. Hey guys, both. just want to say both of you guys are awesome. I love both of you. Um, Thank you. 
with the rise of genres like big room and uh, progressives push into pop media, like with the last question asked, where do you guys think that your music is going to head in the next following years? Will it get more deep? Will you join that big room genre? Or That's a good question. Our music will go in all directions. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That's the idea, at least. Because there's beauty in all of those genres that you mentioned. Like, yeah. you know, uh, this, you know, if it's the right hardstyle kick, you know, you know, yeah. then, then then it's good. It's and, like going to a buffet. You don't pick one thing, right? You pick <laughs> smorgasbord. But like we like we like all sort of directions. Like we. Kaigo, for example, you know, there's a beauty in his music, you know, it's a, it's a great reaction to the really, really hard music. And we find it fantastic that a lot of people are starting to appreciate that, that softer side of music, because that, that gives us an, a possibility to make slightly harder music than that, instead of slightly harder music than hard style. So, you know, it's like it opens up for so many different directions. Okay, and on that expansive note, uh, I think we're going to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>